Welcome to the Car Deal Advisor Podcast Show. The presenter of this show is Hugh Hetrick. Get ready for special motoring legends and great deals on your next set of wheels. So the five red lights have just gone out and it's go, go, go. Welcome to the Cardio Advisor podcast show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my very special guest, Super GT. Hi, Steve Brown. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, thank you. How are you today? I'm very well, very well. And I'm so excited to do this podcast today. And as you can see, we've had a few technical issues, but we're back on track. At least now I know how to hit the record button. But uh, <laughs> so, yes, yes, we did our, our interview a, a few months ago, back in October. And there you just hit 140,000 subscribers. And now you have over 170,000 subscribers, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, but you also, you recently got another award from YouTube. And that was for, um, it was an official award for the amount of subscribers that you have. Yes, so... For reaching certain milestones, 100,000, 1 million and 10 million subscribers, you get sent a, a nice wall plaque from YouTube themselves. So uh, I reached 100,000 a couple of months ago and then yeah, it took a little bit of time, but then we got the got the 100,000 silver play button, it's called. Uh-huh. So it's, it's really nice to have, um, you know, like a physical reminder from YouTube themselves of, of the work you've you've put in. And it kind of just put up on the wall, kind of inspires you to go for the next one, the, the yeah. 1 million. So hopefully... In years to come, we can we can aim for that and and get the gold one. Yeah, well, I think you, did you say you had over a hundred thousand new subscribers this year, or in the, in the last year? Um... In twenty eighteen, I think it was yeah, pretty much pretty much around hundred thousand extra subscribers in twenty eighteen. So that was a that was a nice total to achieve. Yeah, that's brilliant. So I'm sure. Well, if you can keep going at that rate, then it won't be too long at all before you're hitting the one million mark. Um, it's amazing how it how it can uh, come about and go quite quickly, really. But I mean, you're you you seem to really stand out in the YouTube gaming um, section because uh, I mean, you've got thousands of videos that you've done over the years. I believe it was 2011 when you first started. Um, yeah. So you must have done a fair number of videos since then. And I mean, did you always did you start live streaming or did you just start doing videos and recording it and putting it out there? Yeah, the live streaming is something that's a bit more recent. Um, at the beginning, it was just videos. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, back in 2011, um, that's when I first started making videos. And I think it's over 1,300 videos now. So it's 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 a lot. The total was racked up quite quickly. Uh-huh. Um, but live streaming, I think I started about two years ago. I think it's a nice way to sort of um, add something, add another dimension to the content. Uh-huh. And of course, with a live stream, you can interact. You can interact live, and talk and discuss live with with your viewers. So I think that's a it's a really good way to sort of uh, build a relationship with the people who who tune in uh, regularly. Uh-huh. And um, but yeah, a live stream has been really good fun actually. So I'm, I'm happy to have started them, and I think this year going to try to do a lot more of them because yeah. I think uh, YouTube YouTube tries to push them. So yeah. Um, yeah. If if you if you do live streaming a lot more, I think your channel grows a little bit more. So it's it's worth investing the time into that. Yeah, I mean something I always enjoy. It. Normally, I know that on a Monday night there will always be either your good self um, or a couple of racers that are doing live streams, so you you get a chance to comment um, and uh, you know and see what you're up to. Um, and it's it's great fun um, because as you see you know you're you're you answer all of our comments, which is brilliant. Um, and also we get tips on how to race, and we 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 kind of watch you do the races on Gran Turismo, and then that helps us. 
hey, when we go and have a shot later on, you know, (laughs) to try and get tips and and see how you're doing it and things, which is great. And you have some fantastic races online as well for us all to watch. Um, I know in the last few, you've had some good ones at the Nürburgring um, and also at Bathurst, wasn't it? The nightly race at Bathurst this week. Um, You had some crackers um, there. Um, And it's it's quite fun because obviously you start from scratch and you have to build up to get competitive straight away. Um, and we get to see how to do that. So it's, it's, um, you're kind of helping a lot of people, um, learn an awful lot about motor racing and something about sim racing and how to do it. So you, you must get quite a lot of fun as well playing and then also knowing that you're, you've got such a big following. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, one of the main things, when I first started, one of the main things was trying to be educational, trying to be helpful or mm-hmm. give my advice or tips as much as, as, as much as possible. And, um, since moving to the wheel or, I suppose when I first started Gran Turismo Sport, playing with the controller, and I wasn't that good. I was kind of average. Mm-hmm. And then there's a sort of a journey which everyone can follow. Yeah. How good can I get with the controller? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite it's quite relatable. You know, a lot of people want to improve on the game so they can watch me do do the same thing. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, recently buying the wheel, so I made the transition over to using a wheel instead of a controller. Mm-hmm. I've kind of got to relearn the whole game again because it's really different. Yeah. So again, we've got another process where I'm going to be trying to get good at the game, and hopefully people can tune into that and find it somewhat relatable, or or can at least learn from it, even if I'm crashing quite a lot. But I think, to be fair, that's quite normal. I think yeah. people, you know, people make mistakes, so maybe it's a bit more relatable rather than being the best driver in the world who never makes mistakes because yeah. you can't. Yeah. Uh, not many people do that. I think what's quite interesting, I've certainly <clears> noticed over the months watching it is that um, we all have the same days. You know, you'll have a, a live stream night where it just seems like nothing works or or in terms yeah. of you get rammed by somebody and it just never, you can't get seem to get a good race, but you kind of keep going until you get at least one good race out of it or a bit more, um, you know, because you don't want to leave on a bad, on a bad mode. And then you want to try and leave leave a, your your racing after an evening of, of hopefully successful racing. And I think we've all had those nights when we, we just get into the wrong group on on uh, GT Sport online, and you find that people are crashing into you left, right, and centre, and you're watching your DR disappear. <laughs> I think um, it's just true of all motorsport, really. I've done it in real life racing, mm-hmm. in virtual racing. There's just days when just things don't go your way. Of course, uh, motorsport and racing isn't all about luck, but there is certainly a luck element. Yes, yeah, definitely. Sometimes there are just days where just everything just doesn't go your way. Uh-huh. There's nothing you can really do about it, but you kind of got to kind of got to keep your chin up, keep your head high, go through those days, and then uh-huh. wait for the days where things do go your way, and then make the most of those. Yeah, I think a lot of it is it's almost like when you get into a bad set, you you end up going for moves that maybe you wouldn't do normally because you're more desperate yeah. to try and get a better result, and then that just works out badly, or somebody else rams you, or you hit somebody else, and you get another penalty, and you find you got a whole list of crazy penalties, and and it all kind of adds up. Um, but it's, I mean, it all part, it's all part of the action and all part of the adventure of, of watching it as well. Um, that it is good fun and it is ultimately very relatable. Um, because we all go through the same thing. It's just nice to see you guys do really well. Um, and kind of go up, keep going up. Um, cause I think it helps a lot of people learn like, like, you know, the, how do I drive in order to get up to a better level? And we're watching you to try and get that and it's working. So it's, um, I think it definitely makes a difference. I think quite a lot of people are, are buying, um, like wheels now. Um, because they see you and others, you know, using wheels, and they think right now is the time to to have a shot. Um, what would you say is your biggest difference between having the wheel and the the, the rig set up, and then playing by a controller? Yeah, that's a good question. I think 
Well, alongside changing the controller to the wheel, alongside that, I've changed the camera angle as well. Oh, that so is, yeah. with the controller, you're playing in that viewpoint where you're looking from behind the car, so you can see the whole car. Yeah. But on a wheel, that view feels very um, disengaged. You can't Aye. really connect with the car as much yeah. as you can on a controller. So therefore, I changed to a viewpoint at the front of the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a massive change because yeah. all of your reference points change. It's hard to see things. Um, with the chase cam, you're quite high up. You can it's quite panoramic almost. So if a car's next to you, you can see it there. Uh, you can see, you can just see things a lot easier. Um, so one of the hard things trying to adapt to is the lack of visibility or the different, yeah. the different ability. It's, it's just a little bit harder to see things. So that, I think that's one of the biggest differences, uh, mm-hmm. just the viewpoint, but maybe, I mean, the wheel, um, Everything's just a lot smoother. So with the wheel, you can hold it at a certain angle, which is really hard to do on the little stick on the controller. Yeah. So your steering can be much more smooth. And with the pedals as well, it's much easier to hold the pedal, let's say, half the way down. Through the corner, you want to have it half the way down before you then um, fully depress the pedal. So it's easy to do that on, on the pedals compared to the controller. So I think the main difference is just on the wheel, everything's a little bit smoother that you yeah. can... Um, you can just hold it at a certain angle a little bit easier, and therefore you can uh, preserve your tires and just be a little bit smoother through the turns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's I I bought a wheel just over a year ago. <laughs> I, I I gave in. I, I was I was quite I enjoyed using the, the pad for the for Gran Turismo, um, but I thought now's the time. And it was Black Friday in 2017, and they had these incredible deals on Logitech wheels. So I got a Logitech G29 and the pedal setup. Um, and, uh, and, and it's brilliant. I have to say, I was so keen on it. And I got one of these, um, the race seat things. So, uh, the play seat, um, just a standard one. Um, and, uh, and I got a phenomenal deal because it was Black Friday and I, I've never gone back to the, the controller ever since because it's just so much better. Um, it's the, you feel so much more connected and, you know, you can, it's so much more fun. I think just having the steering wheel and that. The only thing I don't use is the, is the manual gears in terms of, you know, yep. you, you have a gear stick. I've actually got it in a box. I know you were saying you might be looking for one. You can, you're more than welcome to mine because it's, it's sitting in a box and it's unused. It hasn't been opened. So, uh, if you want it, you're welcome to have it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I can send it down to you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I, I think the having the, the, the steering wheel and the pedals is just brilliant. Um, and it's, uh, it's just so much more fun and, and, uh, you feel that you're getting into the game a lot more, but there are certain tracks that I can't beat my time at. With a controller, mm. which I can't understand. <laughs> it's a, a strange thing, but I suppose in time you get a bit better. I, I've definitely been quicker on Gran Turismo with the wheel, without doubt. Um, but, uh, but on, or I have a, the first, um, a Project Cars game and I used to do the time trial on that. And then one, I'm, I'm third in the world on one, uh, one, one track. It was the, the one in Marseille. And, uh, and yet I can't go anywhere near my time with the steering wheel. So I don't know why that is, but, uh, I'm sure it only the, only the Lord knows how that happens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you find that you're, you're getting, I mean, you said that you've already been a lot quicker with the wheel as you're on certain tracks already. So you're finding that it is making quite a big difference. I'd say, um, I'd say already after how long about it? About, about a week. I'd say I'm already pretty much on the pace I was with the controller. So with the controller, it took from October 2017. That's when the game came out from, from then until, you know, December last year. So a month ago. Yeah. To get as good as I was, but already within a week, I'm on the pace that I was, mm. um, with the controller. So quite quickly. 
yeah, I think I've I've reached the pace that I was, which is good, which is a good sign. So now hopefully I can go on to get quicker than I was because I think with the controller I was reaching sort of a plateau and I, I yeah. wasn't improving at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's certain limitations with the controller. Uh, I think I just touched on tire wear. It's yeah. really hard to manage your tires mm-hmm. uh, to keep your tires fresh mm-hmm. on the controller because it's just not smooth enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the wheel um, and the pedals, you can just you can really preserve your tires, which is over the course of a 20 minute race it's going to save you a lot of seconds so it's it's really worth doing yeah uh, but yeah i'm getting there and hopefully this year you know go go beyond what i was on the controller and just i think the main aim really is just to try to compete for the gt sport in the uh, gt sport fia championships and maybe qualify for one of the uh, regional events uh-huh. i think that'll be a that'll be a good aim and if i do that i think i'll be very very pleased yeah Oh, well, I'm sure all our, uh, not only myself, but your followers will be keen to see how you do. And we'll be backing you up as much as we can to make sure you can do as well um, uh, as you can for these incredible races. Because um, the, the FI races, they, they're quite um, dramatic, aren't they? they? They take you to some nice glamorous places. I think they have the last one, they, was in, they had one in Monaco, didn't they, um, last year? And- yeah, so the, the world final last year was held in Monaco. Mm-hmm. So obviously very, very glamorous, very, very nice place to visit. Yeah. And the regional final, so they had one in Asia, one in Europe, one in the Americas. Mm-hmm. So in America, it was in Las Vegas. Wow. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The one in Asia was in Tokyo. And again, that is crazy. And I think the European one was Madrid. I think it was Madrid or Barcelona, one of the two. All right, yeah. Um, yeah. So either way, you're going to a cool city um, yeah. for a couple of days. Uh, um, so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing to qualify for the equivalent the equivalent of that this year. Yeah. So I take it really that's kind of comes to our next question, really. It was all about kind of goals for the year. And that pretty much answers that one. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so really to qualify for the FIA um, championships and to see how well you can do. And, uh, yeah, no, that would be amazing. Um, and, of course, I think they, they live stream all of that as well, don't they? They live stream the games or the, the finals and things like that. So lots of people have a good chance to see it. Yeah, they um, they actually live stream it um, in like six different languages. Wow! Um, so they got six different commentary teams, like English, French, Spanish, German. I think they added a Japanese one because there were a couple of Japanese players who qualified. Yeah. So they got loads of different languages, um, all on YouTube, really easy to access. And you know what? The coverage was really good. Uh, uh-huh. One of the races last year in the final, the manufacturers' final, it was an hour long. Wow. The race it was like seven laps at the Nurburgring hmm. at the Nordschleife. And I sat and watched the whole thing. It was just that good. And normally I'd always skip through a race yeah. that long. Yeah. But this one, I, I sat there and watched the entire thing, an hour long. And it was, it was really engaging, really close. Um, if you haven't seen it, maybe give it a, give it a, uh, a look. Yeah. Because yeah. Right it, was, it was close right to the last corner. Wow. Um, after an hour of racing, that's how, that's how good it was. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? The thing, it can go on that long and you have the seconds in it, um, right the way through. That uh, oh, I'll certainly recommend that our listeners and readers um, would listen, uh, would go and watch the 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 the, the live stream race of the FA finals. Um, well, that, it was in December, I think, wasn't it, or was it uh, slightly earlier? Or was it November time? Um, beginning of November, I think it was. Beginning of November, yeah. And it says under the FA finals um, for the sim racing, but uh, yes. yeah. Ah, well, you never know; you could be in the one this year when it comes to November. In Hopefully, the I mean that's that's the aim. That's the aim. Hopefully, we can get there. Maybe, maybe not. But I think. It's, it's quite hard balancing the life of, you, of being a YouTube content creator. That sucks up a lot of time as it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, so dedicating time to practicing will be difficult. But mm. I suppose 
um, as a as a full time content creator, I've got the I have got time, I suppose, on my on my hands. So yeah. I, I just have to put the effort in, I suppose. Yeah, I mean that's uh, just quickly before we go to our commercial break for the first section. Um, I, I'm always amazed at the fact that you can race really well and still answer our questions <laughs> because I know what it's like when I'm just trying to race at home. And my wife comes in and says, oh, do you need this or do you want to do this? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm on my qualifying lap, my best race ever. You know, it always happens at the yeah. wrong time. And so the way that you, the fact that you don't crash, you keep going and you end up winning how many races, nearly 90 odd races you've won, um, is really quite incredible. So I'm quite sure if you're able to have time to practice even more, then I'm sure you'll be right up there with the, with the top people. But uh, I think the main thing was, um, it- the thing I've been thinking about recently, I've always you're always trying to think of ways to improve your game. Mm-hmm. It's just really thinking about the right thing at the right time. Aye. So I realised, for example, that sometimes going into a corner, let's say I've got someone quite close behind, I'm looking up at the, the delta. Oh, he's half a second behind. Oh, he's four steps behind. He's five yeah. steps behind. And I shouldn't have been looking at that thing at that moment because I needed to be breaking and focusing on my turning in point. Yeah. So really it's just about focusing on the right thing at the right time. And with the chat, save it for the straight if if yeah. i've got a straight of five seconds i'll then i'll have a look at the chat and then think about the answer yeah uh, yeah it's really just looking at the right thing at the right time thinking about the right thing at the right time and just focusing on what you really need to at that exact moment aye aye because that, that's exactly right isn't it so that you're you're not being pressurized by anything that you don't need to be i am um, so you can concentrate on exactly what needs to be done but uh, yeah. i always try and leave my my donations till it's uh, either qualifying or something that's not quite so important. <laughs> but I thought the last thing you yeah. need is a thing coming on your screen telling you a pound for this or a pound for that <laughs> and uh, when you're in the middle of a major race. So it's, um, but uh, but yeah, but no, it's, it's great fun watching them. Well, that's the end of part one. So we'll have a very, very short commercial break and we'll be right back in a few seconds. At cardioadvisor.co.uk, we can help you save thousands of pounds on your next new car or van. And we can also source second-hand cars as well. And we can save you money on car rental, whether it be in the UK and abroad. Just click our rental link on the website. And we'll give you a free gift if you trade in your car with We Buy Any Car using our special website link. So go to the website now and see how much you can save. And it's back to the show. Thanks for listening. Hugh Hattrick and my very special guest, Super GT, Steve Alvarez-Brown. Well, before we went to break, we were talking about the FIA finals and also the top tips as to how to get your lap times better um, and things to concentrate on. So now I thought we'll go to the funniest moments. Now, Steve, you've done so many live streams. There must be quite a few funny moments that you have that you can tell us about. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, um, well, when I when I finish racing online, I normally do uh, open lobbies. Uh-huh. So I invite everyone who's watching; they can just join in, and we we do a couple of races. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's often quite hard to recall really funny moments from further back. But just the other day, I think it's Willow Springs. It's like quite a, a desert, oh, like yeah. a desert circuit in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I just parked my car up to read the chat, and a couple of people just go flying over the top of my car. <laughs> <laughs> and it just completely caught me off guard. I thought, how the hell has this happened? Um, but this, I think, it's, it's, it's quite funny because um, it's just one of those moments where maybe you had to be there just to, to witness right. it. But I think a lot of people, they know that I'm streaming. They know that they could get on the stream and create a funny moment. So I think a lot of people are just trying to create funny moments and yeah, yeah. jumping over the top of my car over some weird jump out of nowhere. So <laughs> no, it's always good. Uh, you know, People have got a good sense of humor and they like to 
just creates some funny moments for me, which is which is always good. And it keeps keeps the stream going because sometimes it can be hard streaming, you know. Yeah, so it's, um, it's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's harder. It's harder work than it might appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes you know when people li- uh, leave not positive comments and create funny moments, then it, it does keep you going a little bit longer. Yeah, I think it's it's always funny when you're watching a race, and uh, you know if you've dive bombed somebody and you manage to get you know you get through, and then they end up crashing for their own reasons, and then nobody knows who's going to get the penalty, and <laughs> so you're all kind of gritting yeah. your teeth, hoping that nobody's going to get one. Um, or if other people, if you're watching people in front racing, you, you can kind of tell when there's going to be an accident, and you're just hoping that the the cars will kind of um, what do they call it, ghost out before they before you hit them, because sometimes yeah. you've got no way of avoiding them. Um, but it's they come in some very funny moments, and and you've had some phenomenal races where you've ended up passing two or three people at one time, um, just because it's been all chaos in front, and you've managed to make the best of it and get uh, get the line through without causing any carnage, you know. But uh, and then of course you have people um, giving you funny comments. There's some quite good comments to come through, like people even give them give you their addresses online <laughs> for everyone to see. Yeah, it was a really quite unusual, like people sending <laughs> sending their address through, and I mean. If they're donating money, then yeah. you can't complain too much, I suppose. Yeah. No, but, no, 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 of course not. There are some questionable, uh, <laughs> some questionable comments, it must be said, but you have to try and um, uh, pick through the best ones, I suppose, and if it's a negative one, just try not to let yeah. it get to you. Yeah. Suppose, but, um, right. but there are some funny ones out there for sure. Yeah, I do like, because it's, it's almost like in the comments page, people are having jokes between themselves aren't they? Because one person yeah. will say something and then a whole host of folk will kind of reply to that and it kind of, it works rather well. Um, but, uh, but no, it's, it is good fun watching them and just seeing, seeing how it goes and how it affects you as a driver as you're trying to race through all of that <laughs> and, and uh, not get, not get too involved, but still answer questions. Um, yeah. but and so, I have to say some of your expressions were priceless, uh, when you got these donations coming through and people saying all sorts of different things. But, uh, but I do also like when you have a, a piggy 18 advert <laughs> that you can you put in. Every oh, so yeah. often, but no, to be fair, your your live stream is very very clean. There's never never anything that's that's really dodgy or anything like that at all. And it, even when the, the the chat can sometimes be a bit more out there, but uh, but no, I think yeah. you manage it extremely well, um, which is really good because it means you can have a good audience of of a wide age wide age range, and everybody gets yeah. on and and enjoys it. But um, yeah, you have to do. You have to keep it somewhat clean. I mean, no. I am someone who swear in like in real life. I swear quite a bit. Um, but in the streams, I try, I really try to not do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, as much as I'd love to, because it, uh-huh. you could say, is my character in real life with my friends, I would swear. But, um, on the, inter- on the, on the live stream, try not to, but as you say, yeah, try and get that, try and get a wider range, yeah. uh, audience, because I know that there are viewers in there who are, who are younger and yeah. you shouldn't, you, you perhaps you have a responsibility, you know, to try to, Mm-hmm. Keep it clean to an extent, especially if you have got the younger viewers. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it is hard because if you've had a, if you've had a bad race and somebody rams you, you're not. There are sometimes a, a few expletives on the tip of your tongue, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> We've all had that. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, no, you do you do a very good job of keeping everything um, uh, absolutely in, in in the right position in terms of uh, you know it's 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 easy to watch for any any audience, which is really good. In fact, I know of uh, one um, chap who does streaming, and because he swears quite a bit. On the stream, he tends to get demonetized uh, yeah. when he does his videos. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's a big incentive there not to not to swear, isn't it? Because otherwise, you're going to lose money at the whole thing. Absolutely, uh, which yeah. is which is no use at all. Um, but yeah, so let's go from our kind of funniest moments to what would you say are your top five tips, or if you have some tips for uh, your readers and, and followers 
what would you say is uh, the the five most important things to improve your your racing? Yeah, it's it does it does it does differ between games, but I think one thing that is one thing that's universal between all racing games is paying attention to the best players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it always works. So in many games, you can um, you can go onto the leaderboards, watch replays, and I do this all the time on Gran Turismo. I do it all the time on Forza as well. Mm-hmm. So on the leaderboards, you watch the replay and you just watch what the best player is doing. Mm-hmm. Where what, what gear are they using for each corner? Where are they braking? Um, uh, you know, where are they accelerating? Which car are they using? Which assists are they using? Mm-hmm. And it might sound cheap, but just copy what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean- so, oh, they're using that car. It probably is a good car. They're shifting it at 6,000 RPM. Mm-hmm. They're using fourth gear through turn one. They're using second gear through the hairpin mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and, and I think that often always works. If you can just really try to emulate what the best players are doing, and try to learn from them that that is always going to work and if they overtake you for example in in an online race just pay attention um did he accelerate away from me out of the turn yes well probably he's getting on the throttle earlier oh, okay i need to get on the throttle earlier mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's just a constant learning process when you when you're playing yeah and, and that's the second tip as well mm-hmm. always um be ready to criticize yourself and work out what you're doing wrong and be prepared to accept that you might be doing it completely wrong. Because, mm-hmm. um, for example, I think I see a lot of people, um, they're treating a game as if it's real life. Uh-huh. So they'll say, oh, I wouldn't shift at that point. I wouldn't shift that late in that car. But, yeah, in real life you wouldn't. But in a game, it might just work. Because, obviously, a game isn't reality. It's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, things that work in real life don't always work in the game and vice versa. So you have to be prepared to um, be ready for things that are unexpected. So I get comments, oh, you're, you're, you're banging off the limiter all the time in every gear. But mm-hmm. that's just part That's part of the game. If you don't um, lift off the throttle in some games, it doesn't actually penalise you, whereas in real life it would. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose that's another no, another tip there. Uh, that's only two, isn't it? God. <laughs> no, I think uh, that's probably three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably about three or four in there. No. No, that's really good to know, though, because I think that's it. There is a difference between the gaming and, and reality. And in the gaming, yep. you can do a lot more. I mean, I remember we used to watch the old Formula One uh, game streams, um, and I was amazed at how quick the times were. And it's because they were changing down so early, and the game somehow adjusted the, the rev limiters. So it wasn't causing them to crash. They were able to still maintain grip and get around the corner so much faster. Um, because they were they were you know just just bring, banging down the gears, um, and it yeah. allowed them to get to go through corners that we could never go through at that speed. But then you learn from it, and then you're able to do um, or you try and copy them and see how well you do. Um, so it's definitely there are differences, um, especially with gears. I think it's, it's a real. Do you find that a common mistake is to brake far too late before you come to a corner, um, even on like at the end of a straight or you know if certain corners are tricky. Um, people tend to break too late and it doesn't help them to, because the car then is very kind of unsettled as it goes through the next few corners. Absolutely, yeah. I think especially, yeah, if you have a sequence of corners, mm-hmm. you really need to get the first one right so that you get all the rest of them right. But I think, yeah, maybe a, a common problem is that people break too late. They're trying to save time. Yeah. Um, often it lends to them actually losing time because you're trying too much. You know, you need to find your breaking point. You need to find the optimum breaking point Mm-hmm. And just really hit that point every time, lap yeah. after lap, yeah. and then uh, don't really deviate from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, so no, that's a good one. And obviously, being um, 
careful on the throttle as well. You were saying being as smooth as you can um, is definitely a top tip. Yeah, the throttle is really important. I think in most racing games, it's what differentiates the top people from, the, from let's say, the best person from the next best. Yeah. Uh, how quickly can they get on the throttle? Mm-hmm. I think uh, a good tip in Gran Turismo is to, as you as you get on full throttle, to straighten up the car a little bit. So the instant before you start full throttling, straighten up your car slightly. So release your steering. And then uh, the car is in a straight line that you can accelerate a little bit better. If you're still steering, the car's going to want to slide out. So you do have to kind of take that into consideration, I think. Yeah, I'm writing all this down. <laughs> so I've got it <laughs> over here. I've got my note paper here and it's getting, if I can read my own writing, I'll be doing well. But, uh, but no, no, that is definitely a good tip because a lot of cars, they slide out quite easily. Um, especially after hairpins, it's like Suzuka. The hairpin at Suzuka is very yes, easy yep. to spin out there. Um, and, uh, and before we were, we were I think is it, um, uh, Fuji can be like that as well. There's a lot of um, hairpins here, especially towards the yeah. end. It can yeah. be quite tricky. Um, but I think, thankfully, because one of the things that Gran Turismo Sport went through a phase where they were allowing people to really kind of cut corners for a while. I remember mm. at the Red Bull Ring, um, and I wondered why I was like about two, three seconds slower than the, the top times. And it was because they were going right off the track at the last two corners and making yes. one kind of circular run. And yeah. of course, yeah. and no penalties. And I thought, and also with the first corner, they were allowing people to go so far off the track um, that yeah. even though they would get a penalty, they would lose it by the end of the first corner, the, the second corner kind of thing, the first yes, hairpin. Yeah. Um, and I thought, thankfully, they've kind of cut down on that because it was kind of a little bit unfair, I thought, or just not really in the interest of the game um, to have it, to have such a kind of big, it's almost like a cheap fest, really, isn't it? When it's, when you're that far off the, the track limits. Um, yeah, you had races where you're going through, everyone's turning up to the Red Bull ring in the FIA race. And you've got this weird sense of, oh, should I be cut? Should I be extending turn one or should I be taking, should I be staying on the track? I don't know what I should be doing. Yeah. So it creates a weird sense of uncertainty about what you should actually be doing. Um, ultimately, I think everyone worked it out. Everyone just ran wide. So in a way, it was kind of balanced because everyone was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But you'd rather it was just stick to the track. If you, if you go four wheels beyond the white line that's on the edge of the track, then you get a penalty. That's how it should be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, yeah, there, there, there's these weird um, exceptions where I don't know they, I don't know the guy doing the track limits just uh, went home that day and forgot to <laughs> forgot to do it properly, or, or I don't know. Yeah, something um, happened. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully they. I mean, the last corner, I think they fixed it, but I, I think turn one, you can still run wide. Mm-hmm. Ah, because it was. I mean, it's a really wide bit there, and then eventually people can come on just before the grass, literally, isn't it? And then it kind of that's when they were getting their penalties, but it would it would go away by the time you got to the the second corner and the bit the kind of major hairpin. But um, but no, well that's that's the thing. Well, um, as we go on in the in the podcast, we've got a, a little idea to run past you and your and all your kind of top YouTubers, um, YouTube racing uh, simulator drivers. That uh, this year is the they're going to be reopening the Jim Clark. A, a museum here in Duns in the Scottish Borders. And we are thinking um, what, what a better time it would be to have uh, people like your good self and the other top YouTubers and racing drivers um, to come and do a simulator race. Um, would that be something that sounds of interest to you? Absolutely. I think it's really, it would be a really good idea, you know, at some point, somewhere, to get a lot of the YouTube community, if you like, together in one place to, you know, to do what to do uh, to do whatever, uh-huh. but I think yeah, the idea of all of us testing a simulator together, maybe who can get the quickest time, have a little competition, 
Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, way better, I suppose, than Jim Clark Museum, legendary yeah. uh, driver. And it kind of blends um, the past with the future. So you've got the, the past of Jim Clark, one of the best racing drivers ever, and then sort of the future of, of sim sim racing with a load of YouTube personalities going else. But it would be a nice yeah, it'd be brilliant. past and present. Yeah, and uh, there'll be people, I think, like uh, certainly Jackie Stewart, I think David Coulthard is potentially coming, uh, Dario Franchitti um, and uh, Alan McNish. Um, so they're all kind of big drivers and, you know, have a, have a good history, great history of racing. Um, so you'd be a chance to meet them as well. And maybe they might have a go with you too and uh, <laughs> see what they can, see what times can be done. But because uh, we could always get uh, one of these race room setups together, you know, when they have about four of the simulators set up together yeah, um, yeah. and then kind of maybe live stream it from there. Um, I think it would be a fantastic thing. So that will probably be in the summertime. They're hoping to have it all finished and ready um, by maybe about um, June, July, August time. I'll, I can keep you up to date with that um, as to how it's going. But uh, but no, that would be super. Well, look, I really appreciate you coming on the show um, this week. It's been absolutely fantastic. And it's great to see how um, your your YouTube channel is growing and you're on to doing even better things and better times. And hopefully um, you'll be able to qualify for the FIA championships. But is there anything you would like to um, say to your viewers and listeners just now um, as a kind of as a as a as a going away present you could say for from the <laughs> to finish the podcast with? I just like to say you know just thank you to everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you for making it to the end. If I wasn't waffling on too long, no, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but just thank you. Um, I think if you know if you're subscribed to the channel or viewer, a regular viewer, just thank you for the support because um, being able to turn this into a full-time occupation is just it's a dream really living the dream i yeah. must say mm-hmm. so uh, all i can say is just thank you for, for tuning in thank you for the support yeah oh that's brilliant that's brilliant well look, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and hopefully we can have more updates throughout the year um and then perhaps there'll be a big live stream here in the town of duns um for the, the jim clark memorial museum reopening i think that would be an amazing thing so i'll need to approach the jim clark trust and see what they can do. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure we would be able to do something like that. I think it would be a fantastic event. Um, and uh, when's your next live stream? So that your, um, our viewers can, uh, um, can find out about that. You'll be doing another oh, one. It might be tonight, Thursday 24th, but, um, I suppose I'm streaming every couple of days these days. So, uh-huh. um, it won't, it will never be too far away for the next one. Yeah, oh, fantastic. That's great. Well, look, thank you very much for coming on the show. And we wish you all the best as you go on there racing and doing your live streaming. And uh, we will speak to you very soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, I'll speak to you after the show. You've been listening to the Cardio Advisor podcast show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my very special guest, Steve Alvarez-Brown for Super GT. For more information, go to cardioadvisor.co.uk and you can see all the special offers that we have on the website. And remember, we have our YouTube channel, which is at Hugh Hattrick, and also we have our podcast on Podbean, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor FM. And if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to our shows, or you can donate every month for just a pound. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.